Hey, you're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Zach Babcock on July 26th, 2021. Zach is the creator and host of a top 15 Apple podcast, Underdog Empowerment. He's also co-host on other podcasts and a founder of multiple businesses that help alpha entrepreneurs establish dominant brands. He achieved all of this after his life had seemingly fallen apart completely after he served five years in prison. Zach's story is truly an inspiring one of overcoming obstacles, starting from scratch with a clean slate and really taking control of your own life. You're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Zach Babcock. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Zach, thank you very much for joining me on Upbeat. Appreciate you. Dude, Parker, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to jam, dude. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, and I was just, I just told you this in kind of our pre-roll here, but uh, just to let the listeners know as well, um, I've been following Zachary for a long time on social media, on YouTube. He has a lot of value to offer uh, when it comes to podcasting and building businesses and brands. And it's just really exciting to connect with you, man. I, I really am excited for this one. I know this one's going to be a banger for the upbeat listeners. Um, but yeah, to start, I always love starting with people's story. And I'm kind of familiar with your story already because uh, like I said, I've been following. But for those who maybe haven't followed you yet, which by the way, they should <laughs> uh, go follow him. Um, but for those of, you th- of the listeners who don't know your story, I love starting with just kind of a three to five minute segment where you kind of give us a breakdown of your upbringing and, and what your history kind of looks like. Yeah, man, no doubt. Um, I'll definitely keep it short. We'll do the cliff notes version. And then, you know, if you want to unpack any more, that's cool too. Um, so I grew up, uh, my, my dad died when I was seven years old and we grew up in Ferguson, Missouri and my mom never remarried. So I never had a father figure after seven. And, um, I, I, I was doing stuff just, to, to fit in like any other normal kid, but I was probably doing it more than your average kid. I wanted to fit in so bad that I would do stuff that was outside of my character or against my values just to be accepted. Um, and I didn't have any chief aim in life and made a lot of poor decisions, was in and out of group homes, institutions, juveniles, detention centers throughout my entire adolescence because I never went to school and I smoked weed and got in trouble. Uh, and, and then, you know, by the time I was uh, by the time I was 19, I went away for for on a seven year sentence. I did four years flat on that seven year sentence. I got out for about two years and then I went back to prison. Uh, for a DWI and a probation violation, just 20 days from my twin sons were born. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back that I was done after that. And I decided to turn my life around right there in that jail cell. And I ended up doing eight months, got home, became an entrepreneur, got laughed at for the next three and a half years, launched the Underdog Empowerment Podcast after that. That thing blew up right away, got ranked day three on Apple, had Billy Jean is marketing on the show the following week. And then since then, I've launched a podcast marketing agency uh, a year after starting podcasting, and that's taken off. And now here we are today. Awesome. Well, that was quite the breakdown. But at the same time, you're probably so used to uh, <laughs> used to sharing your story on all these podcasts, which is awesome. Um <laughs> 
I think it's incredible, you know, and it really stands true, like the name underdog empowerment, because you went from being in jail and, um, you know, just trying to fit in and do things right to now being what you are. And I'm wondering, um, as you continue to accomplish things and like unlock your future, do you find that you still kind of stay in that same mindset of being an underdog or do you feel like you kind of, do you feel like people can get out of that or do you think we always kind of have an underdog mentality? Bro, I've pondered that question you just asked me and mold that thing over thousands upon thousands of times. Probably I've really done a lot and asked a lot of people this question. I asked Andy Frasilla this question, like, dude, and my answer is, I, th- I feel that we can remain underdogs. I feel like as long as we're striving for something that we've never accomplished before in our lives, we're an underdog. If we're moving towards something that we've never done before and we're, we're reaching new heights and yeah, we're an underdog. And um, I, I, th- I had a lot of people had discussions where people, you know, people would joke around by, oh, you can't call yourself underdog no more or whatnot. And I, don't agree with that because what I'm working towards now, the type of level I'm trying to reach now, I'm so far away from that. Now (laughs) I got a lot of work to do and it's likely that I won't make it to that level in all reality. If you look at odds and stuff, but I know in my mind, it's, 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 it's going to happen. So yeah, man, answer your question. Yeah. I think we, we can always tap into that underdog mentality. Definitely. I would agree with that. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. Um, as for, I guess, anyone listening later, um, we're in 2021 and uh, I'm just curious now, what are your thoughts on personal branding and building a business and if it's too saturated, if it's not saturated, I think that's kind of a, I mean, my opinion is it's not too saturated, but I think that's kind of a stigma that exists where people think they're always underdogs because they literally can't they can't stand out, they can't achieve it. And they don't think it's possible, which is what I love about your messaging is that it is possible, but I just want to unlock some of your thoughts on that. Now that it's 2021, how important is personal branding and kind of building our own revenue streams? I think it's, uh, I think it's really important. I think, um, I think what's more important though, is, is what I say a lot is, to understand what winning means to you. So technically you don't need a personal brand in order to to have a business and be successful, Uh, but it does help a lot. And it makes a lot of sense in specific situations, you know? So it really matters down to what does success look like to you? Because too many people don't do that. And so they end up doing stuff that they don't like to do to impress people that they don't even care about to get things that they don't even want. And they doing it because they think, oh, that's what success means. And a lot of entrepreneurs make fun of people that are still working nine to fives about this. But the reality is, is that a whole bunch of entrepreneurs are doing it themselves. They're like, oh, they're building, they're growing the business just to grow it, just to talk about how many figures they make. And they don't even, they don't even, they're, they're not even doing the stuff that they love in life. They're not spending time with their family. They're not taking care of their health and yada, yada, yada. And so I believe having that self-awareness of what's going to make you happy, what's your purpose in life, what winning looks like to you, and then 
going out and getting that and, 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 and gearing up for that. So that, and if that includes personal branding, then hell yeah. And if it doesn't, then no, sorry, I kind of went down a tangent, maybe in a different direction, but I just felt like it was necessary to, to hit on that point. No, I love that. And I, I really think it's a good point. And it just brought into my mind, like how, how can people find that, like truly find that, not just because I think we're kind of conditioned or programmed in a way to think certain things are cool, right? Or we think that we want something, but maybe we don't actually want something. So how does someone really find that? And do you think for you, it was serving time that kind of helped you get to the bottom of what you really wanted? Man, um, this is uh, something that never ends um, because our wants and w- and w- especially creative types like myself and you, <laughs> we're always bouncing from one thing to the next because like I don't know about you I'm I'm a creative right and what I like doing is I like the beginning phases of stuff and building it and designing it and getting it going but once it's up and running I lose I tend to lose interest and I get bored with it and I want to go create something new. Uh, just because that's that art, artist-like qualities that I have, and a lot of entrepreneurs have as well. But it's an ongoing process. Like I, every ninety days, I sync back up and map out the next ninety days. But also, while I do those ninety-day sync ups, I also revisit the long-term vision and see if everything's still in alignment. And so, you know, I do this. There's a, it's a, it's an extensive process, but it works. And it works really, really freaking good too. At least for me. But um, so I get I get really clear. I do these 90 day things. Right. And, and I, I start with this journal exercise of can I have it all? What does all mean to me? And then I just write this stuff down and, I, and then I say, what is what is having it all as far as mind goes? What is all as far as body goes? What is all as far as soul relationships, finance, the five pillars? Right. And I get really clear in each one of those five pillars. And then I say, I map it out and then I'll say, but why is that important? And then I usually, it usually goes a surface level deeper. And then I'll say, then why is that? And if I, if I can't get three levels deep and I mean, after I get three levels, if I can't get any deeper then I think I got it, but if I can keep going, I'll go till I get to that root reason why. And then, then that, that, that's what makes it powerful at that point, because then there's, you have what you want you identify with that. And now you're becoming that person that you have identified with. And then you're tying the reasons why it's important to become that person to have those things. And then after I do all that, then I make visual representations of everything and slap them on my, on my vision board. And then I visualize every single day and look at that board multiple, multiple, multiple times. And then I make my daily and weekly goals based off of my 90 day and my vision board. And that's how I go through that process. Awesome. Well, and for everyone listening, that was like a Cliff Notes version of an of an entire masterclass. <laughs> I think yeah. definitely rewind it, listen to that part again, take take your own notes and and implement that cuz I think oftentimes we hear things about setting goals and like getting clear, but then we don't actually do it. Like a lot of people probably just listened to what you said and then are not going to go do that. And so it's just really important to to take action on those kinds of things. Um, and, and so, and it got me thinking like, again, going back to your story a little bit, when you got out of prison, like how did you end up 
doing things like what you just broke down, like writing all these goals and becoming what you are like, and with podcasting and personal branding, like what led you down this, this route? Yeah, man. Uh, great question too. And I could, uh, I could definitely see why you asked that because you're like, dude, you were here, but then how did you, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, I started off, uh, in that jail cell, making that decision, like, dude, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to be back in my kid's life. I don't know when I'm coming home, but I'm going to get home and I'm not coming back here. I'm going to stay there. And so that started there with that decision. Eight months later, got out. Um, so I'm convicted of doing the right thing now. And um, I started looking for a job, couldn't find it. And then I got into network marketing almost two months after getting out. And that was my first like way of getting paid. And through network marketing, I was introduced to personal development and, and, and so grateful for that experience and a whole lot of other stuff too. But that's where I started learning this stuff, uh, like goal setting and, and all this stuff. And then obviously that continued after I left network marketing to build on that tool, uh, to keep adding to the toolbox. Really, really love that. I, it's just incredible. Um, one thing that you've said a number of times on, on, in your content is that you knew you could bet on yourself that Mm -hmm. I really like that. Um, that just makes a lot of sense to me. Like it, it just rings true, but do you mind like expanding on that? Like, what do you mean truly like what it means to bet on yourself? Yeah, dude. Um, for me, I didn't have any other choice. You know, it's like, all right, nobody else is going to give me an opportunity. I'm a convicted fellow. Nobody wants to hire me because of the decisions I made years ago. All right. So I got to bet on myself. And so in a sense, it was easier for me to do it than most people because that was the only thing I had that it could do. Um, but then there's been times though, where, where I had to like, you know, really make a decision and bet on myself. And one of those examples, this is an extreme example, but, uh, this is before I was in the worst position financially that I've ever been in my life. Most financial stress I've ever been in my life. Um, it was right before I broke through. And this is, this is in 2018 at the very end of 2018 in October. Um, I wanted to get in this mastermind because, you know, there's this guy that I followed that I interviewed on my podcast and he was like the real deal. And I had made a bunch of prior investments and mentors before this that flopped. And so like, I knew what I was looking for now at this point through, losing out, you know? And, uh, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta, you know, learn from this guy. Cause I gotta figure out how to make this money online. And so long story short, he had to put out this offer for his mastermind to join is at, at $2,000 a month. I'm like, okay. Uh, I don't have $2,000 a month. Um, we're currently backed up on our bills. Our water was shut off. Credit cards are maxed out. Got four kids to feed. I mean, like it was, it was pretty rough and I'm making 200 to $800 a month. And then my wife is working at the bank and she was the one that was bringing home the most money, but we, we didn't have enough to even cover our bills. And uh, I went and got a title loan on my Chrysler Aspen for 4,000. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but interest rates on title loans are freaking sky high. They're ridiculous. And so uh, I did that just to bet on myself to go into this mastermind and that's it to learn these skills. I wasn't guaranteed nothing just to learn how to select my audience, craft an irresistible offer and write copy that converts that audience to that offer. And uh, everybody said, I was crazy. 
stupid. Like, how could he do that? You got kids like that's just dumb. Yada, yada, this, that. And third, but 10 months after making that decision, I had a six figure business because I bet on myself because I burned the boats. There was no other choice. Like, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to make it happen. Or, you know, and that, and that type of mentality, uh, I feel like is what really gets the, get things actually done because you're not, you're not half, half step in any of it. And you're not playing around. You're not interested. Like, no, this is like almost, almost like a life or death situation. You know, it's like, it's serious. You gotta, you gotta do stuff. And so uh, it, it's worked out for me, but at the same time, I, I know there's going to be a lot of people that hear them and be like, Oh no, that's stupid. I'd never do that. But it, you should, if that's your mindset, then don't do that. But if you're going to bet on yourself and you believe in you and you're going to do whatever it takes to make your dreams possible, that type of level of commitment will get you there. Wow. That was a really powerful story, man. And I've listened to a lot of your uh, episodes and stuff. And I don't know that I've heard that specific kind of story of, of when That's your back was really against the wall, you know? Amen. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And I think it's going to relate with more people than we probably even think. Um, it relates with me right now. Like I'm in a really hard situation in life. You know, it looks, it looks good on YouTube, like what we're doing right now, but there's so much behind people's, you know, videos and podcast episodes and stuff that we don't get to see. And so even though that was back like 2018, there's still probably so many people, especially after, you know, everything that's gone on in the world, there's probably so many people with their back up against the wall and it's going to, and it's going to help them and push them to be better and pursue their dreams. Um, and I wanted to ask deeper though about that business though. So that's, that's like 10 months you built a business. Um, was that uh, largely because of your podcast? Uh, like how did, how did you, I guess, or was the podcast the business or did you have another business? Yeah. So, um, and yes, it was the the podcast. So I had the podcast going and at the time, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't making money. I was, I was making money from affiliate marketing through the podcast, but that was only 200 to $800 a month. And that's not enough to live off of when you got, you know, four kids to feed, um, plus you and your wife. Um, so I had that and then I joined the mastermind and then I learned how to write copy, uh, you know, pretty good to, to get people to, to pull out their credit cards and make a purchase with you. Um, so I learned that skill, but I didn't have the offer yet. I was like, what can I, what can I sell? And I was having a hard time figuring that out. But then I got invited to this mastermind uh, in, in March of, or in January of 2019. Uh, so this is a little bit after I joined the mastermind uh, at the end of 2018. And uh, I was at Marshall Gillen's and he asked me to come up and speak. Uh, it was a smaller mastermind, like 20 people. And um, I spoke and then it was cool. I told my story. He came up to me though after that and was like, hey man, can you come up again tomorrow and speak? But can you, but just talk about podcasting? Like, yeah, sure. No problem. You know, and I, I get up next day, I share people with, uh, about podcasts and show them how to get their podcasts ranked, how to interview high level people, um, how to, how to do affiliate marketing on your podcast, how to grow your downloads, all this stuff. And people were just lighting up like, and they're asking questions and, and stuff. And I'm like, man, I might have something here. And so I took the skills that I, developed from that mastermind that I was in and the skills that I developed from podcasting over here at the time and combined them together to make an offer to show people how to start a podcast. 
And I put it out as an offer on Facebook, writing the copy that I had and created a irresistible offer it. And it just blew up. May, uh, I put that offer out in March of 2019 and uh, made 11,000, a little bit over $11,000 that month. And that's not like, you know, we've done way more in a month now since then, but at the time, $11,000, I was like, Oh my God, it's real. <laughs> like I can't like, cause at that time I've never even made $2,000 in one month. You know what I'm saying? Up until that point in my life. So it was like, wow, you know, like this is crazy. And you know, since then we just taken that and just built upon it and built the whole podcast marketing agency since then. That's so cool. And, and you're helping a lot of people solve their problems with that too, which is a big, big step in entrepreneurship and building businesses is what problems can you help them solve? And so, wow, that's incredible, man. Um, well, here as we kind of wrap up, I have a segment that I do at the end where it's kind of more upbeat and fun, just a few questions. But before we get into that, I just wanted to say too, like you're inspiring to people, um, of all kinds of categories. Um, but one that really resonated with me is you grew up without a father in the home. I grew up with a single mom. And so I think we inspire people who grew up that way too. And just for people who struggle with that, like I was wondering uh, if you have any advice or any anything you'd like to share with that audience. Yeah, dude. I'm so glad you asked that question because it's something I've never been asked before. And I always like talking about real stuff like that. Like, don't me wrong, like business problems are challenging and yeah, they're not easy, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, doing the inner work, like dealing with traumas that you have and like mindset blocks and all that stuff, like that's, that's the real work. That's real hard work that most people run away from. And it's the most impactful too. But um, yeah, man, I grew up without a father and, and, and I'm glad you asked it because I'm actually going into this I'm doing this spiritual uh, journey as you, as you want to, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's funny too, because up until this year, I've never been into this kind of type of stuff, the woo woo type stuff, but man, that's real dude. And uh, anyways, long story short, I'm going and I'm doing this. Uh, I, I got a guide and a shaman uh, and they, they do this. It's uh, uh, MDMA is what I'm starting with. It's a, it's a psychedelic but you take it not to get high, dude, you do it in a controlled environment for intentional purposes. And I'm doing it purposely for, to heal traumas and uh, to get rid of, you know, limiting beliefs and wiring that's back there. That's not serving me uh, because I want to be the most elite version of myself that I could be. And I believe by doing this real hard work that that's the way to unlock in my true potential. And so anyways, long story short, um, I think, I'm pretty confident that I run patterns in my life where I don't get, I put up these walls and I don't get close to people because I think I'm afraid of losing them because I lost my dad at such a young age. And then right after he died, we got a, our first dog and then the dog ran away and never came back. And then my mom died, my sister died, my whole immediate family. So I feel like those traumas like are limiting me and, and, and that's just a surf like scratching the surface. I believe that there's a lot of stuff that we all got stuff that's going on. And so, yeah, anyways, for the audience, so that doesn't have a dad, um, everybody's situation is different. Um, but, um, 
you know, and so I can't speak on people that had like a real abusive dad or a bad dad because my dad wasn't abusive or bad. He was a good dad. He just, he just died when I was seven, you know? And so, uh, this is the last thing I would say. I go on hikes every single week. And when I go on hikes, I take a little hit of weed. It helps me uh, get present in the moment. And I do it for real spiritual reasons and whatnot. But anyways, I, I was doing that one day. And, uh, and then just out of nowhere, I just started busting up crying, dude, like a, like a little boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm a grown man, dude. I'm crying. And, uh, and it was because it was the first time I realized this, but it was because I was hurt and wounded from my dad leaving me. And I took it as that he didn't love me and didn't care about me, which isn't true but that's just how I took it, interpreted it. And so I was sitting there crying like a, like a little baby uh, as a grown man thinking about that, but it, and it all happened so quickly. But in that moment, I was able to forgive him, even though he didn't like, like let, I was able to not forgive, but like able to let go of that, 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 that belief or whatever. And immediately just felt like so much lighter, like the stuff was just lifted off my chest. So you know, I'm still going through this stuff myself and I don't have like a finite answer and I don't have like a cookie cutter. One thing fits all for people that don't have dads, but I would highly recommend, you know, getting with people that have a lot of experience in these, in these, you know, dealing with traumas or whatnot and, and going to do that work and becoming the better version of yourself that you can be. Awesome. Really, really love that. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. Um, and and with that too, just kind of a last question here. Sorry, I know I was going to go into the whole upbeat thing, but um, what are your thoughts on the importance of like implementing your story into what you're pursuing with your businesses and brands and podcasts and things like that? Like, is it important to kind of build your message off of that or are they something that could be separate? Yeah, dude. Um, you, if you're building a personal brand, absolutely. Not everybody is, but if you're building a personal brand, absolutely put your story in it. I mean, dude, even if you're not building a personal brand, you still got to tell some type of story. Like it, stories is what draws people in. It's what sells things. It's not, it's stories that sell the product, not the, the features and whatever, you know what I mean? And so, uh, and every company's got that story. They got the origin story and all this stuff. But uh, for people building up a, a personal brand, here, here's my experience, man. This is uh, the best piece of advice I can give on personal branding. Um, you know, think of a uh, uh, think of let's say the biggest brands in the world like McDonald's, um, Apple. Um, Walmart, Amazon, Coca-Cola, you get the point. Um, they, they can be whatever they need to be to serve their ideal client. They can make up this imaginary customer avatar. Bob is 35, got two kids and a wife and yada, 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 you know, and make up this, this, this imaginary avatar. And then they can be that ideal to serve that avatar because, because they're companies and they can morph into whatever and be whatever they need to be. However, personal branding, you can't just make up some imaginary customer avatar and then try to be the ideal that serves that avatar. If that avatar that you just made up doesn't align with who you are as a person. And so that's where a lot of people in the beginning struggle with. I did too. 
I was trying to be something that I wasn't. I used to wear suits and ties and I used to act like I was positive all the time and nothing wrong with suits and ties, but dude, I got a beard that goes down to my belly button, a body full of tattoos and suits and ties are just not my thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not me. And so when I started getting clear on this and I, and I stopped trying to act more successful than what I really was and stopped wearing the suits and ties and, and showed people that I had bad days, just like everybody else too, and got really clear and understood who I was. And then I started making my message to speak to who I was yesterday or who I was just starting out or anywhere in between that. That's when I started blowing up because, because now I'm talking to someone that I understand that I can help because I am that person. And, and that's the game in personal branding is to get clear on exactly who you are. Then all of your messaging and everything is always geared towards who you were yesterday or just starting out anywhere in between. Uh, and two last things to that before I stop, some people will be like, yeah, but, but then I'm limiting myself and no, you're not, you're not. Cause look, dude, I, so you say who's underdog empowerment for, I'm going to tell you it's for alpha male entrepreneurs rough around the edges who got this crazy big vision that people don't believe it's going to be that they're going to make it happen, but they don't care because their alphas are going to do whatever it takes to level up and win. That's very specific, right? But dude, you know how many alpha female entrepreneurs I have that listen to underdog empowerment, you know how many uh, beta males that listen to it that want to become the alpha version of themselves and they're just not there yet and the podcast helps them get there, you know? So it's plenty of people that don't fit that exact target that are drawn to it because I'm speaking clearly to one person, one very specific person. And if you do that, then that message is gonna hit the money on the perfect person and it's still gonna draw other people that can eventually work up to that. So yeah, don't feel like you're limiting yourself. If your message is for everyone, no one's gonna hear it. It's, it doesn't stand out and it doesn't stick. But if it's very drilled down and niche, man, that's the way to go with it. Wow. Again, another masterclass, guys. That's so awesome. Thanks for sharing that, man. And thanks for thanks for being on Upbeat. I appreciate it. Um, I've got this last little thing again. It's called the Upbeat Seat. And it's just a few questions. Um, and then I'm I'm a professional beatboxer, so I'll beatbox your name at the at the end of it. But nice. cool. So Zach, what makes you upbeat? Man, a lot of things make me upbeat, but um What's the thing that makes me the most upbeat? Ooh, man. Um, I get upbeat. The thing I look forward to the most every single week is my solo hikes. I go out and hike for about a good three to five hours every week uh, out in the woods. I get upbeat when that comes around. Uh, I get upbeat whenever we get to do stuff with our whenever we like do like an activity with our family. I love doing that. I get a beat when I'm launching new brands or launching new products or building something, creating something. Uh, yeah, those, yeah, I get a beat when we start talking about the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, <laughs> I get a beat about a lot of stuff. Awesome. Uh, who is your number one influence or inspiration? Uh, living or all time? All time. My mom. Without a doubt, mom, for sure, without a doubt, number one. Um, outside of my mom, uh, 
Man, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I would normally I'd say Andy Frisilla probably, but dude, I got to jam with Sean Whalen uh, back in January, and that uh, guy's a beast. Uh, yeah, dude, I love his content. Yeah, me too, man. I think it's because freedom is such a strong core value of mine, you know, after going through prison and really, you know, appreciating it now. Um, and his shit's all about freedom. I think that's why I'm drawn to him so much. Awesome. Uh, same here. That's, that's very cool. Um, what music do you listen to, to stay upbeat and motivated? Ooh, ah, man, I love music. I like a lot of different music. Uh, right now I'm stuck on, uh, I got a playlist I made, uh, of all nineties music and nineties music. I mean, you just can't beat it, dude. Uh, eighties is good too. So is seventies. Uh, and so is the early two thousands, but then it started going to crap. <laughs> yep. I agree. Um, yeah. what's your favorite word? Hmm. Um, sage. <laughs> sage. I, yeah. It's a, it's a joke that me and my friends do that I hang out with, but, uh, uh, any, anytime somebody says something like, like powerful or like, like a golden nugget or whatever, we were like sage. That was sage, sage wisdom, sage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying sage. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite TV show? I don't really watch much TV. Um, I don't watch any TV. I, I watch movies or like a documentary every now and then, but I don't really watch much TV. Awesome. And then lastly, social media platform, uh, which I'll talk more about in the intros and outros and stuff, but favorite social media and um, your website. Um, podcast is a favorite, but if we got to talk about something that's other than a podcast. Um, probably man, not. I, probably Clubhouse. Probably not Clubhouse. <laughs> probably not Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was clubhouse. And then I just got fed up with it and quit it uh, back in January. But uh, I'd say I got my strongest audience is on Facebook, like the most close knit audience, but uh, I like Instagram a lot and uh, I've been focused on growing that. So I'd say Instagram. Cool. And your website's just underdogempowerment.com, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Zach, for being on Upbeats. Um, and I guess per usual, I'm going to beatbox us out of here. Uh, beatbox your name. That's impressive, bro. That's pretty sick, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker Kerr. Subscribe at parkerk.co.